0: and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And of course... I believe that LinkedIn is one of the tools that we absolutely positively must use if we want to be successful in business. And once again, we are dedicating an entire month of programs just for LinkedIn tips. And we're going to have so much fun because this month, it's all new guests. Somebody that I've never talked with LinkedIn about in detail for every single one of our guests. So I'm going to learn just as much as everybody else. That said... My guest today is a repeat guest. It's been about 18 months since we chatted, but we didn't talk really much about LinkedIn before, so this is still going to be perfect. So please join me in welcoming Michael Zapersky to our program today. Welcome, Michael.
1: Hey, Deb. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me.
0: Great. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we will dive into this because you have so much information to share. So Michael Zapersky is the CEO of Consulting Success, where they specialize in helping entrepreneurial consultants grow profitable, scalable, and strategic consulting businesses. He has advised organizations like Financial Times, Dow Jones, RBC, and helped Panasonic launch new products into global markets. But more importantly, he's helped over 500 consultants from around the world in over 75 industries add six and seven figures to their annual revenues. Over 35,000 consultants read his weekly consulting newsletter. Michael is also the author of the Amazon bestsellers, Act Now, How Successful Consultants Thrive During Chaos and Uncertainty, The Elite Consulting Mind, and Consulting Success, the book. And he has an upcoming book, The Future of Consulting. So again, Michael, welcome.
1: Great to be with you, Dad. I'm excited for this.
0: Great. Well, remind us again how it is that you discovered that helping entrepreneurs become successful consultants is your passion in life.
1: Yeah, I mean it's my background. So just out of uh, high school, when I transitioned into my first year of college, was when I launched my first consulting business. Mm -hmm. Although I didn't think about it as a consulting business that at that time, it was a a web design development Mm -hmm. company that. Mm My cousin, Sam, uh, who remains my business partner to this day, and we've, mm-hmm. we've built and sold and ran uh, multiple uh, businesses together mm-hmm. over the years. But you know, I got into that business where Sam was really focused on the design and development, and mm-hmm. I was much more in the communications and marketing and kind of client interactions. And so that was the, the first experience of, of consulting, mm-hmm. of providing advice and recommendations and strategy and, and ideas for our clients. Uh, And so over many years now, 21 years been been doing this Mm -hmm. uh, and working with clients in many different industries all around the world, as you mentioned. And so as we ran these different consulting businesses, uh, we really got to see what was working, what wasn't working from a marketing perspective, a messaging perspective, a proposal perspective, building expertise and being recognized. Uh, And so when we started consulting success about 12, 13 years ago, we did it with the idea of how can we share what we've learned, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, kind of the best practices from the trenches, from the front lines with others to help them to be more successful in getting involved in the consulting industry or mm-hmm. growing an existing consulting business. And so, you know, fast forward to today, we've had thousands of, of, uh, consultants and people go through our training programs. We've personally worked with over 500 consultants, uh, in our clarity coaching program. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I think consulting is just such a, a wonderful opportunity because there's many people out there who have deep expertise and experience, uh, and oftentimes they're delivering that that expertise and experience, you know, to the benefit of their employer. Uh, but when they want to really realize their own potential, when they want to have the ability to live and work, you know, anywhere or on their own schedule, mm-hmm. and really kind of be the masters of their own destiny, uh, consulting is one of the the best path to do that because the uh, infrastructure or the resources or the investment required to get started is very low. You know, the barrier mm-hmm. to entry is, is quite low. Right. Uh, and if you really do have great expertise and you can mm-hmm. provide results and value for people, uh, you have the right ingredients to get started and, and to be successful.
0: Right. Well, I promise we're going to talk about talk about LinkedIn, but, you know, I, I do want to talk about the fact that, you know, we're we've been in the pandemic for a little over a year now. Um, you know, so have you seen, and I'm guessing, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I have a guess, but how much have the, the number of consultants gone up? You know, has there been a big increase? Have people, you know, some people lost their jobs either by choice, by furlough or by, you know, whatever. And then of course there were people who went, I don't know that I want to go to work for somebody anymore. Is that true? Did you find a big increase in, in, in the number of consultants?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we've certainly seen uh, an increase in the number of consultants reaching out to us and, and looking for support and help to grow their businesses. Uh, there's been, you know, I guess a couple of different camps. The, the first are those that you mentioned who were working, you know, mm-hmm. in executive positions or or just in some level uh, of employment, uh, and they had either been thinking mm-hmm. for some, for quite some time, like I want to get into consulting, but mm-hmm. they never were ready to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when COVID started, and some people were either laid off. Or they just recognized, like, yeah, now is the time to do something. Uh, they went ahead and uh kind of you know dove into the water. And so those were the mm-hmm. first group that we saw a lot more people reaching out. Others um who we saw an increase in conversations with are those who had existing consulting businesses, uh, but most of their business came through referrals or kind of their own network. Okay. And uh they just felt like that wasn't sustainable. You know, they mm-hmm. or they were working on existing projects with clients, maybe you know, one or two main clients, mm-hmm. and those projects got cut or they got stalled and paused. Uh, and mm-hmm. so then you had, you know, many people who uh, effectively their their revenue started mm-hmm. to dry up. They couldn't see mm-hmm. into the future. They mm-hmm. didn't have, you know, uh, predictability anymore mm-hmm. into kind of where things were would go or what they would look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they reached out to get help, especially with their marketing and to be able to to build the scale up their mm-hmm. business. So it was less reliant on the things that they were just you know, relying on. Right. And so the diversifying, kind of strengthening some of those mm-hmm. weaker areas. Uh, but overall, I don't have an exact number, but I know if you just look at all the different, even services mm-hmm. where you can find contractors and freelancers, I mean, e- every one of these uh, has grown significantly. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we've definitely seen it in the world of consulting mm-hmm. where more and more people are getting into the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of opportunity to be had because many organizations that used to be maybe a little bit hesitant to Mm -hmm. working with, Ah, uh, consultants or bringing in external people because they always thought, yeah, the value mm-hmm. of having an employee is having them physically near me, right? right or meeting We've got in got person.
0: My thumb on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and, and and COVID really proved that. Sure, I mean, there, there's definitely value in that, mm-hmm. but that's changed now. Right. And, and organizations, large and small, have realized that going forward, you know, they may never go back to the same mm-hmm. physical footprint that they had mm-hmm. uh, because they can, you know, maybe have people come in once or twice or or three times a week, but certainly many organizations don't won't work, work mm-hmm. uh, require people to come in five times a week and so now what they're looking for and they're recognizing is value is actually not about mm-hmm. having people you know in the same physical mm-hmm. location value can be created and and shared and extracted and so forth mm-hmm. you know from anywhere in the world right. and so that's really exciting because you could literally be anywhere in the world mm-hmm. and if you have an expertise you can then deliver that mm-hmm. to an organization that that needs your support and organizations are now more mm-hmm. open to that They're actually, you know, looking for that because it allows them to access that expertise, but it's significantly less cost because they don't have to pay a full time salary and all the benefits and all the, you know, physical space that would be uh, previously required to support those people.
0: Right. You know, and that's one of the ways that LinkedIn is really helping consultants because there are more people outside the United States and and North America that are on LinkedIn. Than, than here. I mean, it is it is such a great place for people to connect around the world. And, you know, and, and so that's why it's so important to have a profile that is just absolutely outstanding.
1: Yeah. I, I think LinkedIn is, is a great platform. It's uh, a platform that I've personally been involved with for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that there's lots of opportunity there. And uh, as we kind of chatted a little bit before, I mean, there's also a lot of Things to be careful of uh, mm-hmm. on that platform, and uh, I think a lot of areas where people aren't aren't leveraging it mm-hmm. in the most uh, effective way. But right. we're happy to get into those.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm guessing that you know one of the things is especially for people who you know were in a corporate environment, and you know, and, and now we're working on their own, and maybe they're they're doing both. I mean, you know, a lot of people have ended up doing some side gigs and, and things like that. And for so many people, and we've seen this, you know, with LinkedIn forever. We went on years ago, we kind of uploaded our resume, and we went, okay, that's fine. Look at that. And then we never really went back. Um, mm-hmm. you know. And, and now is the time, especially if you are a consultant, that you, 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 know, as I said, you really have to have a profile that stands out. So what do you see as one of the biggest mistakes that people use or people make on LinkedIn?
1: Yeah, I mean, actually, I'd love to come back to the profile because okay. um, I think there's there's an important note on what people mm-hmm. are doing there and mm-hmm. that they could be doing differently. But even before we talk about uh, something as tangible as, as the profile, mm-hmm. uh, the big mistake that I see people making is they focus on LinkedIn in terms of uh, you know connecting with potential mm-hmm. buyers mm-hmm. With, a, with the wrong mindset. And what I mean okay. by that specifically is the mindset that a lot of people have is transactional. They think about how can I, you know, sell what I have Mm -hmm. to offer? How can Mm -hmm. I essentially, you know, get in, in, get in front of more Mm -hmm. people, like the more, the better, the more activity, Mm -hmm. the better. Mm -hmm. And what they're really not focusing on, which is unfortunate is relationships, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and how can I communicate and deliver more value and, Mm -hmm you know in especially the business of consulting mm-hmm. it's all based on relationships it's right. all based on how much value you can provide and and deliver and so if you're going in with a mindset of simply how can i you know make a sale or mm-hmm. how can i you know get someone to to mm-hmm. to take this one action and you're not really thinking about how you can contribute mm-hmm. i think your mindset is tending to will tend to be more short term. Right. And if you want long-term success, you mm-hmm. can't think only short term. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the first thing. I just think from a mindset perspective, to mm-hmm. encourage people to open up and really think about how can you become a source of value? How can you be, mm-hmm. you know, how can you become kind of a source mm-hmm. of truth in your industry where people actually see you mm-hmm. as, as a leader, where you can right. demonstrate value and demonstrate mm-hmm. leadership through what you are sharing and mm-hmm. posting and and your overall activity. Mm-hmm. So that'd be the first thing. The second thing Regarding the profile, I mean, I think is a really great point because a lot of people, and especially those who have uh, previously used LinkedIn as a way to get a job, right? Mm-hmm. It's essentially been kind of like their resume, mm-hmm. their, their profile reads like a resume. Mm-hmm. But when you want to use LinkedIn to build your business, right? Mm-hmm. To build your brand, then you really want to start thinking about your LinkedIn profile more as, as a mini website, more okay. as a marketing material mm-hmm. where you can showcase uh, not just the things that you have, you know, not, not only the places that you've worked, Mm-hmm. But more importantly, what have you accomplished? Right. What results mm-hmm. have you helped people to achieve? Mm-hmm. Right? What problems are you an expert mm-hmm. in solving? Um, you know, one very common thing is that I'll see people in their LinkedIn headline. It'll simply say something like, you know, uh, founder or president act, oh, whatever yeah. the company name.
0: They they've got their job title. Oh.
1: Correct. And and that is, you know, more of the employee mindset mm-hmm. where sure, if you were uh, you know, the VP of operations, mm-hmm. like, sure, it said VP of operations, because mm-hmm. that's what you did. But if you want to now go out and generate business, mm-hmm. the, the three things that people typically see on LinkedIn, the most anywhere on the whole platform is your photo, your name, and your mm-hmm. headline, right? And so you know, your photo, you want to have a great photo, your mm-hmm. name, I mean, you can't, of course, you couldn't, you can change it. But most people are not going to change their name, right? Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. Um, but But your headline, mm-hmm. that's a massive opportunity right. to instantly communicate mm-hmm what it is that you do and to grab the attention of your ideal client. Right. And if it just simply says president or mm-hmm. principal or whatever, don't care. correct, you're missing a mm-hmm. uh, very valuable, you know, real estate and an opportunity.
0: Right. Yeah. Let me read your headline just to, to give folks an example of what a, a great headline is. So it's got your your, your picture, as you mentioned, and your name. Um, And then it says, we've helped over 500 entrepreneurial consultants grow profitable, predictable, and strategic consulting businesses, CEO and podcast host at Consulting Success. Right there. It says it all. So we know, know, as, as the casual reader... Exactly who you are and what you do, and more importantly, if we would be a good connect. Um, you know, if if I have no desire really to be an entrepreneur, then I may or may not connect with you. But you know, when I see that you've worked with entrepreneurs and is and specifically entrepreneurial consultants, that's where I'm thinking, ooh, I need to connect with Michael because he's going to provide great information for me to become successful.
1: Yeah. That, that, that that's the purpose of the headline is mm-hmm. to communicate and to get the attention and interest of those that you want to get their attention and interest, right? right? It's, there's a lot of noise mm-hmm. uh, on on a platform like LinkedIn as there are with every other social media platform. Mm-hmm. And so in order for you to stand out and to be noticed uh, you need to really speak to and, and resonate and align with what your ideal clients are mm-hmm. already thinking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't do that, then you are just another you know, kind of piece in the puzzle that right. uh, there's, you know, or, or peace amongst many mm-hmm. others, uh, but to truly differentiate yourself, you, you need to connect with the mm-hmm. thoughts and uh, the goals and desires mm-hmm. right, that are on the mind of your ideal client. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Now you work with both, you know, existing consultants to take them to the right. next level, but also yes. a lot of new people as, as we were saying, do you find that it's, you know, that, that it's, a big change that they have to make with their linkedin profiles when they were in say a corporation as an employee and now they're king of the world they're king of their own world queen of their own world um you know what do they have to do it, from a linkedin perspective to to show that because we still want them to show all of their vast work experience. Hopefully it's vast, Um but you know I and knowledge. But how do they transition that from, hey, I've always worked in a corporation, but now I'm yeah. I'm going to be able to help you.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean it definitely is um, a very important topic. We have a whole training on this in our program called LinkedIn Profile Optimization. Cool. Um, and yeah, and, and the key areas, I mean starting from the, the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have your banner, right, mm-hmm. R- you know, right at the top, kind of behind your photo on mm-hmm. your LinkedIn profile. I that's call real it a billboard.
0: It's back yeah. there behind your head like a billboard.
1: Right. And that's that's an opportunity to showcase. Mm-hmm. um you know, or or to put out a message mm-hmm. to really speak to who it is that you want to serve and help. And so that would be just low hanging fruit for people to to look at. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, we talked about the headline, mm-hmm. uh, the next area of, of great opportunity. And actually, before I even get into this, I think just from a mindset perspective, like the overall high level mm-hmm. um, that people want to consider is when you work in an organization, the focus is always on you know the organization's product or service right. or the brand and the company. Mm-hmm. It's not on you.
0: Right. But when you I become helped Acme company make widgets.
1: Yeah, or, or exactly, whatever it is mm-hmm. that you know that you're doing like even from a mindset perspective your focus is never really on how to showcase just yourself mm-hmm. in the best light. It's how do you showcase the product or the service right. that the company has? Mm-hmm. But when you become a consultant, you are the product. You mm-hmm. are that initial service. Mm-hmm. And so the the big challenge I think that a lot of people have and in making that transition, but you can make it very successfully when you have the right tools, is to understand that you need to Put yourself out there, right? You need mm-hmm. to promote yourself. You need to to really shine a spotlight mm-hmm. on all of the accomplishments and achievements mm-hmm. and results and value that you have and can deliver. Because mm-hmm. if you don't do that yourself, nobody else will do it for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that does, you know, push kind of the you know the boundaries and or kind of rub up against a level of mm-hmm. of comfort slash discomfort to a lot of people because it's something that they haven't done mm-hmm. a lot before. But once you recognize that. That is actually critical because the more that you can get out there and let people know that you can help them, the more you'll actually be able to help them. Mm-hmm. And if you don't tell them that you can help them, you're actually doing a disservice to them right. because then you'll have people who are out there who need your help, mm-hmm. but they don't know that you exist. And so right. you have a responsibility to let those mm-hmm. people know. All right. So that was high level. Mm-hmm. But if we go back into the the profile itself, I mean, you know, you about section mm-hmm. uh, this section. You have essentially two to three lines before LinkedIn cuts that off, and you right. have to click "See More." Mm-hmm. A lot of people have, if they even have some valuable information, mm-hmm. that they bury it at the bottom, you know, and so most people will <laughs> not even see it because mm-hmm. it's just those first few lines. So, what you want to do is you want to be able to grab people's attention instantly, before that, you know, before you expect them to to mm-hmm. read further. Um, and the focus of all of your content on your LinkedIn profile should be really about how can you show. Uh, empathy. How can you show that you understand mm-hmm. what your ideal clients mm-hmm. are going through? What challenges are they facing? Mm-hmm. What frustrations do they have? Mm-hmm. What goals, you know, and desires, uh, you know, are on their mind? Mm-hmm. And you want to speak to those. And so, if we now move a little bit further down in the LinkedIn profile, you have your experience section, mm-hmm. and and that's an area where you know you don't want to just list that you were. The VP or the manager at X mm-hmm. company for X number of years. Right. I would always encourage people to, you know, maybe you might have one short paragraph just talking mm-hmm. about what you did there. But the most important part, in my opinion, uh, is to actually have bullet points in those sections mm-hmm. that list your achievements mm-hmm. and results that you've had right. in those places. So mm-hmm. oftentimes, consultants will say, you know, but I'm new to consulting. I haven't been doing it for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't have much to talk about. That's fine. But you've been an employee, mm-hmm. right? You've worked right. in different organizations. Mm-hmm. You've been a part of different types of projects that have created results. Talk about those, mm-hmm. right? Share how you helped the company to grow the customer base or to, to increase productivity or to reduce churn or mm-hmm. reduce employee turnover, like whatever it was that you did, talk about that and right. make it as tangible and specific mm-hmm. as you can. Yeah. People because in like world, numbers. Yeah. People love numbers. Mm-hmm. They love things that are specific and detailed mm-hmm. because work again we're surrounded by so much noise Mm -hmm. from advertisements and different messages Mm -hmm. that our brain usually shuts all those things Mm -hmm. off it kind of tries to protect us from all the noise Mm -hmm. so we can stay focused but the one thing that does very well actually getting our attention because it's different than what most people do is specifics right Mm -hmm. numbers percentages you know company names things of that nature Mm -hmm. that's what cuts through all the clutter and and noise and allows your message to be heard Mm
0: -hmm. right You know, and, and we, as you're saying, we want to know those specifics. I don't want to know that, you know, you that that you help the company sell, you know, the widget, because I might not even care what the widget is, you know, and, but I want to know, okay, you in, you know, with the under your leadership the widget sales increased by 50%. Um, You know, I want to know that you managed a budget of half a million dollars, you know, all those various things. And, you know, people uh, very often will say, oh my gosh, I don't have numbers like that. I don't, you know, we don't have big numbers. Well, that's where percentages can be used. You know, a hundred dollars, as a you know, it might not look impressive, but ten percent, well, yeah, that looks fairly impressive. You know, and and you know, obviously, never ever lie, don't you? <laughs> never, never, never. Um, but you know, you can and 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 then do detail. You know, don't don't just say, you know, we you know under under my uh, management, we you know improved the sales by twenty percent. Then people want to know why. How did you do that? And that's you know, that's the great thing about the experience section. And doing what you said, putting bullets in, because, you know, it's quick, people can look at it. If they want a lot of detail, they can look, you know, read a bit more. If they just want to skim it, they can do that.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and, and but yeah, it's, you know, it, they're we're looking for that information. You know, they're not. At your profile, just to be at your profile, they really want information from you, um, you know. And 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 it is difficult when you're just starting out, um, whether you're just starting out. Period, you know. And and but if you're really starting out as a consultant, to think about you know what you know what could could be there. You know, I've I've talked with a lot of uh, former military people. And one of the things they say is, you know, I can't really put in there what I did. And some of it, I mean, you you don't want to. I mean, depending on what you did, you know, you don't want to tell people some of those things. But you still probably manage people. You manage budgets. I mean, all of those things. And that resonates with people.
1: Yeah, everyone has, you know, I often say that clients, that is, you that you should focus on your strengths. Uh, You -hmm. know, don't try and compensate for your weaknesses. Just Mm -hmm. focus on, on strengths. We all have areas of strength. We all have experiences. We all have areas of of expertise. And that's Mm -hmm. what you want to do is you want to shine a spotlight on, you know, that area of differentiation Mm -hmm. and where you really have created value and, uh, and where you can, Mm -hmm. you know, again offer new perspectives and insights Mm -hmm. for people. Um, And the more that you do that, not just in your profile, but also, Mm -hmm. When it comes to content and everything else that you are creating and putting out there, Mm -hmm. uh, the more that'll help you to build your brand,
0: right? You know, and it is about as you were saying, putting out that content too. You know, you can put experience, you can put volunteer experience, all these various things, and people have different thought processes on on you know things. Do you put dates? Sometimes you're required to put dates. You know, LinkedIn is kind of changing some things where you don't have to always put dates, but you know, it's we it's it's not just Putting those in, it is putting content. You know, it's doing posts. It's it's doing all of those various things. So you know, how can we? First of all, people are like, I don't even know what to post. <laughs> so how do we get them over that? And then what do they do?
1: Yeah. So, um, I mean, all of us have experiences and stories that we can share mm-hmm. on a platform like LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, take an example of you could tell a story uh, of. Uh, a a situation that you encountered when you were an employee, you can talk about uh, an insight that you had when you were walking down the street. I mean, Mm -hmm. the thing about content creation is when you actually start to train your brain to look for ideas, you'll Mm -hmm. see them all around you. And then the creation of content becomes very, Mm -hmm. very easy. Uh, It's hard when you're not actively thinking about it, when Mm -hmm. you kind of leave it to the last, you know, last minute or it's not a priority for you, then you find it quite challenging. Mm -hmm. But, uh, in terms of you know LinkedIn and and content, it doesn't matter so much what format you post. I mean, it could be uh, uh, kind of just a just a text post. It mm-hmm. could be video, which also works really well. It could be some kind of audio clip. There's all you know slides. There's lots of different mm-hmm. things that you can post. But what you want to really do is you want to just post as much as you can, as often as you can, and you want to then look and see where are you getting engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, let's say that you put up a video where you share. Your uh, recent experience of, of a situation and how you think it could be done differently, or you ask a thought provoking question, and then you apply some best practices. Where maybe you tag some people mm-hmm. who you think uh, could also help to to add to the you know, mm-hmm. context or, or ideas for the story, or just you talk about how you know you tag some people you think have done a very good job of of something, um, and then you also may put in some hashtags so that more people can find that mm-hmm. content when they're when they're searching. But then what happens is you start to see do people like and comment or share that content? Mm-hmm. And as you start putting out more content, you start to see what kinds of topics resonate with people because there's higher levels mm-hmm. of engagement and what uh, topics people don't resonate mm-hmm. with because there's not much engagement. Right. And then what that tells you is lean in and do more, mm-hmm. right? Create more and mm-hmm. go deeper into the areas where you're having higher engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people hesitate. they they're looking for and they're thinking about how do I create the best content? Or, right. you know, I don't want to talk about something too early. I want to wait till my website mm-hmm. is ready. Or they create all these reasons and quote unquote kind of excuses mm-hmm. for not putting stuff out there. But you want to recognize that the more that you put out there, the more that you will learn. I mean, the mm-hmm. best artists in the world, whether they're singers or or painters, they don't just write one song and mm-hmm. and, and you know and put it out there. like right. they are always creating new songs. Mm-hmm. Uh there we we only see, you know, like they the album of of twelve mm-hmm. tracks or sixteen tracks or whatever it is, you know that that's there was a lot more. There's many more mm-hmm. songs that went into right. that before they released those. same mm-hmm. as with a a painter, right? Mm-hmm. you you see one masterpiece, but we don't see the other fifty mm-hmm. pieces that went in before that that they mm-hmm. thought weren't good enough. But they tried them, mm-hmm. and so if you want to get good at content creation and, and having really the benefit that content can provide for your business, then you want to really think: what well, How can you just be prolific with your content creation? Mm-hmm. How can you just put stuff out there, see what resonates, learn from that, and then as you're doing that, right, it'll give you much greater clarity into what to focus more on mm-hmm. and what to do less of. And just one other tip that I'd, I'd offer people in terms of content creation on on LinkedIn specifically it's a big opportunity is let's say you post on linkedin again it can be any format mm-hmm. then you start seeing that people will like or they'll comment or they'll share your content mm-hmm. now a lot of people don't do anything with that they just go oh it's nice to see like some people liked some people commented <laughs> but what i would encourage you to do is that when someone someone likes or comments mm-hmm. on your post reach out to that person right.
0: engage them with them mm-hmm.
1: correct because That's a great way to create conversations that Mm -hmm. many people aren't really using. And if you think about LinkedIn as a platform to create conversations and share ideas, Mm -hmm. uh, then you wouldn't just post something and and leave it there. If Mm -hmm. people do engage, make sure that you're commenting and following Mm -hmm. up and and checking in because that can lead to creating a a valuable relationship Mm -hmm. that could ultimately turn into somebody who wants to do business with you.
0: Right, right. Yeah, because you got their attention. So now work it um, you know, and, and, and it is easy to go through and just click like on some things, but, you know, we're busy people. We're, we don't do that nearly as much as we do on Facebook, you know, or, or, you know, the other social platforms we do kind of, you know, we might have paused a bit to have read it on LinkedIn. So yeah, we, we stopped, we thought about it. We, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to click like here or, you know, even more, I'm, I'm going to comment.
1: Another thing too, Deb, that people can think about is if you're, hesitating developing your own content or, you know, putting up your own posts. Uh, another opportunity is just to really look at and follow the people that you want to do business with, mm-hmm. you know, the, the brands, the companies, the decision mm-hmm. makers, uh, and try and, you know, track their, their mm-hmm. activity. And so when they post something, you know, uh, become a source of, of perspective and ideas. Okay. So what I mean by that is when somebody posts something and you can add expertise, mm-hmm. jump in and comment, mm-hmm. because right. the more that you do that, the more that People will see, and you know, keep in mind that when you respond or you comment on somebody's post, it's not just your connections that are seeing that mm-hmm. you commented there. You're now accessing and mm-hmm. and showing up in in new networks mm-hmm. of people that you've never had any connection with. Right. And when you do that in a very thoughtful way, where you're mm-hmm. de- uh, kind of delivering valuable mm-hmm. information and and ideas, people will take notice to that, and they'll go, "Who is this person?" Mm-hmm. And when they do that, that they're going to look at your you know your comment. Mm-hmm. They're going to see that it's thoughtful. They're going to look at your headline mm-hmm. right and your name and photo and they're gonna go oh because right, that what this person does mm-hmm. yeah they're an expert in this area and so now if they ever need or want more information or need help in that specific mm-hmm. area you're going to be top of mind because you've already demonstrated value even though you don't have any connection with that person you've never had a conversation you've demonstrated value just mm-hmm. by adding value to that conversation right. you can do that through your own content mm-hmm. but you can also do that by jumping on kind of the back of mm-hmm. other people's content and providing a thoughtful response
0: right you know, and it's important that when you're doing that, it's not a sales thing. You know, unless somebody said, "Hey, I need help with X," then then it's you know. But but if you know, say they, you know, you they uh, you're just commenting. You know, as you said, you want to add value. You want to be thoughtful. This is not the place to say, "Hey, I've got this product that I can sell you." You know, because that's an immediate turnoff. Might get blocked. I mean, all sorts of things. So. Again, you want to provide good, thoughtful, helpful comments. Totally. Yeah, and and I love it when people just post, good article, great, no, you know, tell me why it was a good article, Um, you know, all those things. But of course, the, the key in doing your post is to generate those comments. I tell people all the time, ask a question. You know, even if you're sharing someone else's content. So, you know, maybe you saw a great article on Forbes or Entrepreneur or you know, somebody else on LinkedIn had something that you're sharing, you know, that's great, you know, but say why you're sharing it and then say what do you think, you know, or something along those lines. Get those conversations going.
1: Yeah, I, I would highly recommend it's something I tell clients a lot is you know, if you want to start creating uh more awareness for what you're doing mm-hmm. and uh, have more conversations, then you need to be active. you You mm-hmm. can't expect to see great results on a platform like LinkedIn if you're not active and mm-hmm. consistent, uh, you know with publishing videos mm-hmm. or or other types of content. But if you commit to it and you post multiple times a week, you know ideally, maybe once a day or a couple of times mm-hmm. a day, and you do that for a few weeks, you typically will start to see mm-hmm. some kind of of positive mm-hmm. uh, signal. Now, it might not be that you have uh, you know a lot more business from mm-hmm. doing that, but if you do things right, uh, you certainly will will be able, and you should start seeing mm-hmm. again some some positive kind of signals that you're going right. in the right direction. But mm-hmm. it needs to be done consistently,
0: mm-hmm. right? You know, and as you said, finding that content. I mean, it's it's everywhere. And it was funny as you were talking about that. I was thinking about a post I did yesterday on Facebook. And Now, I almost never complain on Facebook. That's just not me. I complained yesterday. We'd gone to a fast food place, bad service, all sorts of stuff all the way around. And I was cranky and I posted about it. Now, I would never, ever, ever do something like that on LinkedIn. I mean, that's just, uh, I just don't believe that's the platform for it. But I could have thought about it and thought, okay, how can I turn this post into something that's beneficial? so i could have said you know here's what they could have done you know i i you know they got my meal wrong and basically they blew me off i mean she she said too bad next um you know and and so instead of that i could have said okay great customer service would have been to do this and this and this um you know and and so you know you're right we're we're posting things on other sites that we could be repurposing and putting on linkedin in an appropriate way yeah You know, and and I love posting other people's stuff, you know, and and I think that's one of the, the things, especially if you're just starting out or if you're just starting to really use LinkedIn again, it is perfectly fine to be posting industry articles, to be sharing other people's content. Aside from anything else, it shows that you're you're doing something, you're active, um, but it's showing you know maybe you're you're wanting to to get into marketing consulting. Okay, if you start sharing, yeah, you can't you know don't do like five, 10 a day, but if you share maybe four articles a week that are marketing articles, people who look at that go, oh, Deb's been doing her research. She's keeping up on these things. For sure. You know, and, and that's that's a great way to do some of those things. Now, one of the things that we see a lot of that just always makes me cringe, but at the same time, I understand it is automating things, um, you know, and, and I'll be honest, you know, I automate some things just because I don't want to have to remember, okay, business power hour goes live at X point in time. We need to, you know, so we automate that. You know there's uh, what are the good the bad the ugly with with automating things on LinkedIn
1: yeah I mean I think in general um, you have to be very careful with automation tools uh this is not legal advice uh, but I know that LinkedIn doesn't look favorably on a lot mm-hmm. of these tools mm-hmm. uh, and that's for good reason because a lot of them are are essentially used for spam right uh, so back to what I mentioned earlier you know the mindset of uh, relationships over mm-hmm. transactions and so a lot of people, Look at LinkedIn as an opportunity to generate a lot of business, mm-hmm. uh, and so in their minds, they think uh, quantity over quality. They mm-hmm. think, uh, "Here's an automation tool that will allow me to send, you know, a hundred connection requests a day, or mm-hmm. send out, you know, this message to many, many people at one time." Uh, and that might, you know, have its place, but mm-hmm. the danger, I think, what people really want to <coughs> be careful of is that when you send a message or you send a connection request, mm-hmm. and the person on the other side can tell that it's not for them like they can right. they really know mm-hmm. right that this mes- message yeah. is likely going to your occupant other yeah. <laughs> then, then it equals spam right mm-hmm. it equals uh just a disturbance and a distraction mm-hmm. for them and uh not only are they unlikely to accept your connection mm-hmm. request or to engage with you they might block you or mm-hmm. they might uh, they might you report know, you even worse yeah, do something sign- <laughs> you know, uh, put you down as spam on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And if you have too many people doing that, mm-hmm. that's not going to be good for your future use mm-hmm. on that platform. And so my encouragement to people is, you know, if you're going to look at any of these tools that can help you to automate things uh, and, and be more efficient, really do your best to uh, to do it on a small scale, mm-hmm. really do it your best to try and make whatever you're sending or doing as relevant as possible mm-hmm. for people. Because if your message to somebody is not specific if it's not relevant to them. And you know, I get these messages every single day from people who will send an email to me or a connection request or whatever. And as number one, the connection request by itself, uh, oftentimes there's no personal message, mm-hmm. or if there is a personal message, you can tell that they've sent the exact same message to right. you know hundreds or thousands mm-hmm. of, of other people. I'm not going to engage with that. Mm-hmm. But even if somebody gets a message message into my inbox because maybe they're using some kind of tool to to do so. Mm-hmm the message oftentimes appears far too salesy. So I have mm-hmm. no connection as person. We've never talked about anything. They don't know anything about our business, mm-hmm. but they'll send an offer like, Hey, I can help you with this thing. Mm-hmm. And my first reaction, which I believe is the reaction of most people when they receive messages like this is they just delete them. They're not interested. Right. Oh, yeah. and,
0: and it and might it sends, be great stuff, but you just turn them off right at the very start.
1: Correct. And, and it sends the wrong message because mm-hmm. If you're looking to build a, a relationship based on value for the long term with somebody, again, think long term, think relationship over transaction. Mm-hmm. You would never do, you would never go right away. Hey, here's what we do. Do you want to buy my mm-hmm. thing? Without truly understanding mm-hmm. anything about their business or demonstrating that you've done mm-hmm. some research. And so, you know, it depends what you're doing. If you're offering um, a, a very commoditized, you know, someone's buying a, a pair of socks or a toothbrush maybe you can just be more direct and say hey, here's what i have i mm-hmm. offer the cheapest toothbrushes around mm-hmm. you know you can get a deal here like sure maybe if that's your thing but if you're engaging with people that are going to be spending thousands tens of thousands mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands even millions of dollars mm-hmm. in an engagement with you you need you want to show that you've done a bit of homework you want to mm-hmm. show that you truly um you know value the relationship mm-hmm. with that person mm-hmm. uh, and that requires you to think about quality over right. quantity. Mm-hmm. And so it's much better in those situations to actually recognize, yeah, I may not be able to get my message out to a hundred mm-hmm. people over X period of time. I may mean, I can only get it to 10, mm-hmm. but those 10, the likelihood of them responding is significantly higher. So my encouragement to people is don't think about quantity in terms of just getting mm-hmm. your, like blasting your message because mm-hmm. blasting your message most often doesn't produce a great response and right. result. What you care about at the end of the day is, An actual response and result. Mm -hmm. And so if you line up and say, okay, I can you know push one button and and have a hundred messages sent, or I can send 10 curated, you know, very Mm -hmm. specific messages. At the end of the day, which one is likely to create a better Mm -hmm. response? In most cases, the ones that are specific will create a a better response Mm -hmm. and more conversation. Now, will that take you more work?
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it takes longer to personalize it. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. You know, how will you feel? Like if if you didn't spend much time because you didn't put a lot of work Mm -hmm. in, but you, you have zero to show for it in terms Mm -hmm. of results, or you spent more time, Mm -hmm. but you got a far better result, Mm -hmm. which would you be, you know, happier with, which would you feel better about? Mm -hmm. And clearly that's the kind of thing that you would feel good about spending more time. Mm -hmm. Now, the other opportunity um, is to look at how can you scale the things that aren't scalable? Mm -hmm. And uh, there's many different ways to approach this, Mm -hmm. but you, you know, one way is to really, get very, very clear and narrow and specific as to who your ideal client is Mm -hmm. so that you can maybe send more messages that are similar Mm -hmm. to a group of people, not all at once, but one by one. So the message itself still will be relevant and Mm -hmm. specific to that group because you're targeting that group, Mm -hmm. uh, but you don't have to spend as much time customizing every Mm -hmm. single message. So that's Mm -hmm. one opportunity that people can think about how to kind of scale the things Mm -hmm. that don't scale.
0: Right. You know, and for me, the problem with automation is that canned response or canned initial thing, um, you know, because I, you can tell right away, you know, it might not say dear occupant, but you know, it's, it's pretty close to it. And, you know, I can always tell, first of all, if they call me Deborah, now that is the name that I have on my profile, but I go by Deb. And so people who know me know that. So yeah, okay. That's that's going to be one of the first things. And heaven forbid that they have pulled my email off and put it in their their program, you know. And and so then they, oh, I don't like that at all. Um, you know, yeah. I've got my email there, but please don't do that, folks. You know, don't don't just download everybody's emails and put them automatically in your your email thing. But you know, when you don't personalize, you run the risk of offending somebody really offending somebody by by sending the wrong thing or just making such a major faux pas um i had somebody <coughs> excuse me several weeks ago who sent me what was you know probably fairly clearly a canned message but it caught my attention and i thought oh well that actually sounds like you know kind of an interesting product service whatever it was and so i replied and i said you know what i would like to talk to you more about this a week goes by mm mm-hmm. mhm you know cricket and so on. Of course, what had happened was I forgot, and you know, and and then when she responded, she said, "Sure, what would you like to talk about?" And my response was, "You contacted me," mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? and then I never heard from her again. Yeah. <clears throat> but it really was one of those things where it was like, "Okay, no, you know, at least know what you're sending out." You know, mm-hmm. and 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 the same goes with having someone else do your, your responses for you, you know, and, and I know, you know, and and we're going to talk about how we can really connect with executives because right. That's, that's who we want to be connecting with, but you know, we don't have time. So you might have someone else who's, who's doing some of your responses. Be very careful with those. You know, I had uh, connected with somebody one time and it was really funny. We were, we'd known each other for years, been in the same business circles for years, volunteered on things together. And for some unknown reason, we weren't Connected on LinkedIn, so I Remy did that. I sent a note. I said, "Hey, I don't know why, but we're not connected on LinkedIn." And I got back a generic, "Hello, it is nice to meet you." Response, and I was offended and I was pissed. And I contacted her offline, you know, and and I said, "What the heck?" <laughs> I said, "We have known each other for years, and I get this canned response." And she said, oh, I have a virtual assistant who does all of that for me. And I said, well, not a good plan. You know, I said, take the time to respond yourself. Um, You know, it's just the same thing with if you you have an automated response that is sent, it really can set the tone wrong when it's not appropriate.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this is the nature of the world that we live in, that whatever Medium or format you are using. I mean, your marketing is never going to be a hundred percent. I think it's people will make mistakes. Uh, You'll send a message that will rub somebody the the wrong way, Mm and um, I always encourage people not to be too like not to take it too personally because Mm -hmm. uh, there's a fine balance between Mm -hmm. sending out, you know, trying to get everything just right, and then Mm -hmm. maybe never
0: right and never sending it
1: overthinking it or overthinking it, it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that there's the balance of yes, you try and do your Mm -hmm. best. To be as as personal and specific mm-hmm. and add value, but even when you do that, sometimes you're going to catch somebody where they're just you know they're just having a bad day, mm-hmm. and you'll get a negative response. And for some people to look at, especially if you're new to to doing these kinds of <laughs> things, you look at it and think, "Wow, what am I doing wrong? Should I mm-hmm. stop this?" And you kind of you know jump ship and abort. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that's that's usually not the best plan. So just right. know that as your brand grows, as you become Kind of more known, or you just mm-hmm. have more activity around you. the The number of uh, people who will, you know, shower you with with praise will mm-hmm. increase, but so too will the number of people who well. tell you that you know there's something wrong with what mm-hmm. you're doing, and that's okay mm-hmm. as long as you truly feel that you're uh, in line mm-hmm. and you're doing things the way that you want to be known for how you do things. Right. Then, then keep at it, mm-hmm. uh, because the people that you know, the, the goal of marketing always is to polarize. It's mm-hmm. to push away the right. wrong people Makes who won't think. resonate and mm-hmm. won't become buyers mm-hmm. and attract the ones that you ultimately have the the greatest mm-hmm. fit with and will be, you know, the best clients mm-hmm. you want to work with long-term.
0: Right. Now, I mentioned the fact that, you know, we want to connect with those high-level people, um, you know, especially as a consultant. You know, I, I want to connect with the buyer, the executive, you know, those those types of people, the people who are going to say, yes, we want to do work with Deb. So, how do we use LinkedIn to do that?
1: Yeah. Great question. I mean, there's two parts. The first part is to recognize that LinkedIn uh, is not everything.
0: Uh, LinkedIn is a great platform. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I know, right? It's a a great platform to help you Mm -hmm. to identify ideal clients, uh, to engage with some of them, Mm -hmm. to demonstrate value and expertise and and build relationships. Mm -hmm. But the reality is that a lot of people, especially kind of, you know, quote unquote, higher levels Mm -hmm. uh, and in certain industries as well, are just not active on LinkedIn, even if they have a LinkedIn Mm -hmm. profile, which means that you know, it's fine to Some try and connect them on LinkedIn. told
0: them they had to have a LinkedIn profile, right? It's,
1: it's certainly possible. <laughs> um, but what I always encourage clients to think about is, you know, how can you build if you if it's possible, build that initial connection mm-hmm. and relationship on LinkedIn. But the goal should actually be to get off of a LinkedIn as quickly as possible. Right. And what I mean by that is. LinkedIn, like, you know, having conversation through LinkedIn, that's not really what you want to be aiming for. You want to be aiming for getting somebody on a phone call right, or a Zoom mm-hmm. meeting right. and having an actual meaningful, deep conversation where it's not just, you know, chatting back and forth. So mm-hmm. um, just recognize that, yes, many of your ideal clients, even if they have a profile on LinkedIn, will not be on mm-hmm. LinkedIn. And so your, your goal should be to, to contact them off of LinkedIn mm-hmm. using email and phone and, and things of, of that nature. But in terms of if we just talk about, you know, LinkedIn, the platform itself mm-hmm. and how to uh, increase your response rates and uh, and uh, an engagement with mm-hmm. uh, executives or kind of more savvy buyers. There's a few best practices to consider, uh, and they're actually all about how to differentiate yourself. Because what you want to uh, remember is that almost everybody out there, like the majority of people, are doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Which means that these exact executives and buyers are being bombarded with the mm-hmm. same kinds of messages and you know over and over again. So mm-hmm. here's a few things that you can do that will help you to differentiate yourself. Uh, the first is to actually use InMail. So if you're signed up Mm -hmm. for LinkedIn Sales Navigator, Mm -hmm. you get a certain number of of InMails. And what essentially what InMail allows you to do is to send a message Mm -hmm. through LinkedIn Mm -hmm. or an email kind of through LinkedIn to anyone on LinkedIn, even if you're not connected to them. Mm -hmm. And so typically you have to be connected to somebody to actually send them a message. But with InMails, you don't have to be connected. Mm -hmm. And I've used this. I'll give you one example of how I use this. Uh, So my mother... Uh, probably about almost two years ago now maybe it was a year, year or so ago uh, she decided to change her cell phone provider to a, a different company hmm. and she had just non-stop problems mm-hmm. um, I got involved and actually ended up calling just because I couldn't believe mm-hmm. the level of of poor service that she mm-hmm. was receiving uh, and so I was very you know very uh, firm and, and direct mm-hmm. also just very friendly in trying to get this resolved right. mm-hmm. multiple times we are pro- promised that it would be resolved and it wasn't and so <laughs> What I ended up doing is I went onto the LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Mm -hmm. I found about five or or six executives at Mm -hmm. the highest levels of this, you know, billion plus dollar organization. Mm -hmm. And I sent them in mails and I told them, I said, here's the situation.
0: My mom. Yeah, I'm I'm (laughs)
1: I'm I'm surprised. I don't, you know, this shouldn't have to go more public or Mm -hmm. whatever, but you guys are, are really. You know, you're doing an injustice here mm-hmm. to to a senior citizen mm-hmm. um, who is all alone, and and like mm-hmm. you're causing so much heartache, and and this shouldn't be the way that things mm-hmm. are. Uh, and I got four or five responses. Wow, I got one response literally within an hour or two of sending that message. And this we're talking about, you know, I don't know if it was it was a VP or or a CTO mm-hmm. or it was mm-hmm. you know someone very high level in the organization, mm-hmm. and it, and the issue was resolved mm-hmm. as a result within a few days mm-hmm. uh, i mean and even within the first 24 hours mm-hmm. i was already promised that it would be resolved and so mm-hmm. i've now done this in different occasions so mm-hmm. it's not only about getting business it's just i'm demonstrating this as a story mm-hmm. to illustrate how you can access right very high level mm-hmm. people in in organizations. Mm-hmm. and so that's what one thing mail allows you to do mm-hmm. now this should not be used to just say hey here's what i offer buy my right.
0: stuff buy for me buy but for if, me buy for me yeah mm-hmm. but if you
1: have something very compelling that would deliver value or might help to provide some new insights, mm-hmm. perspectives for an ideal client, mm-hmm. email is one way for you to actually get in front of those people. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two is that if you're on your phone uh, and you have the LinkedIn app, mm-hmm. you can use um, a, a LinkedIn voice message. So mm-hmm. you push a button, mm-hmm. you can record a message, mm-hmm. and then send that message to somebody on LinkedIn and they can listen to it both if they're on their mobile, like their phone, mm-hmm. but also just on a, on a regular computer. Mm-hmm. But to mm-hmm. send it, you have to do it from, from your phone. Okay. Now, why is this so powerful? So I had somebody who I connected with recently mm-hmm. and right after connecting, I got a, a, a voice message from her, a, mm-hmm. you know, that said, Hey, Michael, so nice to connect with you here, blah blah, 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 She worked in a slight little kind of sales message at the end, but it wasn't off-putting because. Right it wasn't pressure. It wasn't based mm-hmm. on pressure. And I could tell that she actually mm-hmm. went out of her way mm-hmm. to send a personal message instantly, that differentiated her mm-hmm. from all the other people. So that's mm-hmm. another opportunity for people is to stand out by, by, mm-hmm. you know, spending a few seconds, mm-hmm. sending a voice message. And then the third, we just had one, one of our clients in our uh, clarity coaching community that shared this with the group that what he's been doing, which has helped him to boost his response mm-hmm. is to uh, record uh, a, a video after he connects with somebody. So mm-hmm. he will connect with someone and then right away, he'll record a video that mm-hmm. goes f- to that person. Mm-hmm. And he posted it in our private forum, all the different responses that he's been receiving that have been so mm-hmm. favorable from people. And some people know clearly, like, you know, he's mm-hmm. trying to get business, right. but they're saying things but like there's this. that so little
0: thoughtful. cool personal touch.
1: Exactly. Right. So that's again, one of the main purposes of, mm-hmm. of effective marketing is to do something different mm-hmm. than everybody else is doing it to right. to polarize right to stand mm-hmm. out. Uh, so I would highly recommend that people look into those three things mm-hmm. again: inmail, uh, voice messages, mm-hmm. and video messages.
0: Right, right. Now you mentioned inmail is part of Sales Navigator, and and I have one of the the paid versions of LinkedIn too. And most people, I think they say what eighty five percent are are still on the free platform, and that's that's fine. Um, but you know, the, the cool thing is you can turn those things off and on, you know, and, and so maybe you're building your business. Okay. You're going to do it for three or four months. Then you're going to turn it back off. Um, and you know, and, and so that's, that's the thing to consider with that. Would well, you have any other quick tips for us about how to really benefit from using LinkedIn?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, so there's within LinkedIn sales navigator, it's a really powerful way to identify ideal clients. Mm-hmm. You can put in criteria and say, mm-hmm. You want to target agricultural companies, you know, based in specific states Mm -hmm. in the U.S. or anywhere in the world Mm -hmm. uh, who have decision makers with this specific job title, uh, who have X number of employees or X or or Y number, like level of revenue. Mm -hmm. So you can can become very specific in identifying and therefore Mm -hmm. validating who you believe your ideal client is. And then not only are you able to identify who the company is, but the actual person. So now you have a face, you have a name, mm-hmm. and these are not people for you to reach out to and, and build relationships mm-hmm. with. Um, but the the you know maybe just one other thought which we touched on, but I'll just kind of reiterate how mm-hmm. important it is, which is to always think about how can you deliver value, right. um, and 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 be a person. Don't be shy mm-hmm. to to share you know your vulnerabilities to mm-hmm. tell people. Uh, about what's going on in mm-hmm. in your okay. life, I think some people still have this mindset that LinkedIn is only a business platform. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: But where I've and you actually have to seen, always greater, be so professional.
1: Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you know people are people, and they resonate mm-hmm. when when they see and they and they feel more. You know, they let their guard mm-hmm. down when the person on the other side is being open mm-hmm. with them. So that doesn't mean that you have to go on LinkedIn and talk about what you ate for breakfast, but you right. can certainly talk about mm-hmm. an experience or a challenge mm-hmm. that you faced, what you learned from it, mm-hmm. um, and doing things like that really will help you to build an audience and a following and, and having a, a relationship with people who feel like they know more about who you are.
0: Right. Right. You know, and those those are such fabulous tips and and you know things that we really should be thinking about no matter what. Um because you know it it is things it's just a you know the 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 best use of the platform. But you know I mentioned at the very start that you have written several books and and the one that I read recently was Act Now how successful consultants thrive during chaos and uncertainty, as in <clears throat> a pandemic, um, yeah. you know, and, and you know, several of the things that, that you talked about are things that, that you have in the book, you know, to to show that vulnerability, to reach out and be helping people. You know, I think now more than ever, I mean, like we we said, you know, it's been a year that we've been dealing with this. People are still struggling. So just contacting them and saying, hey, Michael, how you doing? you <laughs> that means so much to people. So what are some other tips from your book?
1: Yeah, so from Act Now you mean specifically or the the upcoming book Future of Consulting? Either one. Okay, well I mean you you touched on one of them, right? Mm-hmm. So uh definitely building relationships mm-hmm. um you know reach out to people that, that you care about mm-hmm. uh even if it's not and, and especially not to mm-hmm. talk about business but just to be mm-hmm. uh, a human you know to to be mm-hmm. to build that relationship right um, we talked about the importance of delivering valuable content mm-hmm. uh, and getting that out consistently i mean what what the future my new book the future of mm-hmm. consulting is really all about you know i think if if we're here we've survived uh, the, the initial part mm-hmm. of covid i mean i don't who knows what's going to happen from right. here but yeah. i think mm-hmm. a lot of people are starting to to feel like they can see the light at the end of the mm-hmm. tunnel and while that's great, I mean, you know, congratulations to everyone that, that's survived mm-hmm. that. And I know there's been lots of hardship and loss, mm-hmm. so I, I don't want to uh, belittle or, or, or put that down. But, right. you know, now what a lot of people are doing is thinking about, OK, like, you know, how do I now just kind of keep mm-hmm. growing and building my business? Mm-hmm. What I think people are forgetting is that, listen, we've, we just now have had this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um we, we've also experienced some market crashes. Mm-hmm. Well, both these things have happened in the past right. and they're going to happen again, mm-hmm. right? So and we're going to be another true. pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll let, there'll be another market crash. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the future of consulting is all about how do you actually mm-hmm. prepare for the future? How do you future-proof right. your business? Mm-hmm. And so one of the big opportunities for people is to not to just gloss over or neglect mm-hmm. you know, the challenges that they mm-hmm. faced over the last year or so, but in fact, to look at areas where you might be weak to look at areas where you might be reliant mm-hmm. and to ask yourself, how do you deal with those things? How do you take mm-hmm. steps to improve those things mm-hmm. so that not only can you become stronger and benefit for them mm-hmm. now in the short term, but you, as things move forward and we mm-hmm. do encounter another challenging mm-hmm. you know, situation, whether it's from a health perspective, like a pandemic mm-hmm. uh, or economic collapse right. of, some, mm-hmm. of some sort, how do you actually position yourself mm-hmm. and take steps now that when mm-hmm. those things happen, you aren't going to be pushed down. You aren't going to be held down. You are going to be in a position where you can actually continue to thrive and prosper. Mm-hmm. And so, while many other people around you are going to be, you know, paralyzed with fear mm-hmm. as that happened at the you know beginning March, April of COVID last right. year, mm-hmm. that when that happens next time, you will be able to, you know, uh, be in a sustainable mm-hmm. position where you won't have the negative impacts that mm-hmm. others will have. So, the whole idea is how you can turn, you know, kind of like today's opportunities. Mm-hmm into tomorrow's business advantage mm-hmm. and so we go through in the future of consulting steps that you can take and, mm-hmm. and thoughts to for you to explore and exercises when it comes to your business model mm-hmm. when it comes to how you engage with clients how you price how you build your brand mm-hmm. and that's really what you know we spend a lot of time thinking about these days and working with our clients on mm-hmm. is what can you do again today to mm-hmm. not only give you great results today but also to set yourself up for you know for future success right. and, and future proof your business
0: right yeah, you know, and, and and that's the key is, you know, so many times, we don't do a lot of those things until we have to. And when you're responding more kind of that knee jerk reaction, there's so many things that can go wrong. Um, you know, but if you have have got that good foundation that's there. Then all along, you 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 know, sure there might be some some peaks and valleys, but you will be set up much better. Um, you know, and and we've said it several times. I mean, being a consultant truly is about building those relationships with people. Um, yeah. you know, and 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 because you want them to keep coming back, and and it's you know part of what you have to take in mind is okay. Well, if if I'm providing a product or service to a company that could be hard hit by some of these things then what can I do? Or maybe I provide a product or service to a company, you know, like a technology company or <laughs> mm-hmm. somebody that that looked at all this pandemic stuff and went, whoo, hey, this is pretty cool. Um, you know, and, and so to be prepared for all of those things, you may, you know, it's, it's you'll be using them, but maybe you're going to ramp things up or, or ramp things down, change pricing, I mean, all sorts of things. So it's just a matter of um, really being prepared for those things. Well, Michael, this really has been fascinating, and I love chatting with you again. Um, So tell people what it is, though, that Consulting Success does, and it's consultingsuccess.com. So tell us more about what services you provide.
1: Sure. Yeah, so we work with consultants uh, or people who want to become successful consultants, and Mm -hmm. we have lots of free resources on on the website. Mm -hmm. We have the Consulting Mm -hmm. Success Podcast. Uh, hundreds of articles and different Mm -hmm. studies that we do each year on the the state of the consulting industry Mm -hmm. that we put out there and share for free. Uh, And for those that are looking to get more kind of detailed, um, you know, trainings and and support, uh, we have what's called the Momentum Program, which is for early stage consultants, for those Mm -hmm. who are looking to transition from corporate or from, you know, Mm -hmm. being an employee into actually building their own Mm -hmm. consulting business, where they have great uh, experience and expertise, but they want to really help to uh, you know, f- kind of a follow a proven series of right. steps to, to build their business. So that's mm-hmm. the Momentum program. That's kind of our online training program. And then we have what's called Clarity Coaching program. Mm. And that's for consultants. They might be earlier stage. We have others who are, mm-hmm. you know, doing uh, anywhere from a million to 10 mm-hmm. to $15 million a year. Um, and so from the independent solo consultant all the way up to the person that has you know, five, 10, 30 employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the whole idea there is for people who, are, who want more support. They want a personalized mm-hmm. plan and coaching uh, and interaction with us directly mm-hmm. to really help to create a, a strategy and support them uh, with the implementation of that strategy so they can see uh, much greater results and take their consulting business to the next level.
0: Great. I love it. And as you mentioned, you've got lots of great resources on your website. You know, so especially if somebody is. Thinking about this, you know, you can you can kind of be reading up and thinking. Okay, here are some steps that I'm going to have to take. You know, it's not just oh, I've got this great idea and I'm going to start a business. There's a lot that goes into it. Um, you know, and and so you can be looking at things like that. As you mentioned, the podcast, the blog, other resources, and then of course the programs and services that you do provide are are great resources. Yeah,
1: thank you, Deb. Appreciate great. that. Great.
0: Well, we've got just a couple minutes left. So, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave folks with?
1: Uh, you know, I'm a big um, advocate for the, the idea and concept of imperfect action mm-hmm. uh, and the importance of, you know, implementing, because I mm-hmm. believe and I've observed that, that the more of that that you do, the more that you learn mm-hmm. whether your hypotheses and, you know, your beliefs are are on point, if they're mm-hmm. accurate. And you, you can spend a lot of time planning and thinking and preparing, but ultimately, until you actually put out your ideas into the marketplace, you won't know. And so it, for those that are listening and are thinking, yeah, I want to get into the business or I want to you know, uh, launch whatever it is that you want to launch. Don't wait for the perfect time because the perfect time doesn't exist. Uh, Put it out there now, Mm -hmm. see how it resonates, learn from it. You either learn that it's not as good as you thought it was and then you figure out how to make it better or you learn that maybe you're right on the money and Mm -hmm. you start seeing the kind of results and response that you want and you can do more of those things. So I would say that. The other thought that I would just offer people is the power of focus. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, don't try and do too many different things at once. Get very clear about what is going to actually mm-hmm. move the needle the most and have the biggest impact on your business and on your success. Uh, and, and again, focus on that. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't always go hunting for the next technology or the next social media platform or you know all the different things that keep sprouting up mm-hmm. uh, in the society that we're in. Find the most direct path to engage with and, and reach your ideal clients, and then invest your time, energy, and resources uh, into that area so that mm-hmm. you can truly create more conversations because if you're in the business of professional services, essentially, you know, working where you're providing recommendations and advice and strategies and guidance, um, to your ideal clients, uh, that's always going to come from, you know, a sale will come from a conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not going to come from just sending somebody, you know, uh, to a website page. They're not going to sign up for a $25,000 or a hundred thousand dollar engagement from a link, right? They, they want to talk to you first. And so, uh, work backwards you know don't think just about what can you do with your marketing materials Mm -hmm. think about what can you actually do right now in that's the most direct path to creating a conversation you might already know a bunch of people right Mm -hmm. now and so start with the low-hanging fruit the most direct path to engage in a meaningful conversation uh, and you'll learn a lot from doing that
0: great i love it i love it well, again, I've been having a fascinating discussion. Can't wait to have a third conversation with you. Been talking with Michael Zapersky of Consulting Success. I'm Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C Suite Network.